When I Open podcast may feature language, mature themes, and violence. This is your trigger warning. Hello, you are listening to When I Open, a true crime podcast where I talk about crimes ranging from urban legends to serial killers and how they are portrayed in the media. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Tate's Guide to the Perfect Crime. Hello everyone, I'm finally back from my mental health holiday school hiatus. Um, if you're new, welcome to One Eye Open. I'm your host, Tate. And if you're, um, if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. I missed you all and I missed recording episodes. I just had to put some things together in my personal life. But now things are back together, and I'm filming, or I'm I'm recording. Um, I have kind of a new setup. I'm recording at my desk, so then the sound is clearer. Um, I also have um a couple uh, crystals with me. Um, I have a um, I have an amethyst with me and a jasper skull. I posted about them like a while ago on my Instagram, but I'll probably make a post about them again. Um, and I'm also, uh, I got into incense over break. Um, and so, um, I am burning, I got like two new incenses solely that I could burn like during filming. Sorry, um, slight break. Um, one of them is a, um, is a black velvet, um, antique horror collection, um, from, um, from Gonish. Not sponsored. (laughs) I wish. Gonish, if you're listening, you should, um, totally sponsor me. Um, so, black velvet, an enchanting, mysterious fragrance. Zesty, bargamot, and and synth. Sensual violet are blended with golden amber and creamy vanilla for a rich, rich, smooth fragrance, as soft and luxurious as violet. And like what I can smell, I can definitely smell. Um, the vanilla is like totally coming in. I can smell a little bit of the um violet, but like it's really strong in um in vanilla. And the other Gonish one that I have, um is a scary night um so it's um a scent that is remnants of fog drifting over freshly turned earth resin musk and florals combine to fashion this chilling fragrance and like it's it's called um it's says it's the best halloween incense so like if i do like a haunting or something i'll probably um, burn this, but it's, like, has a graveyard on the front of it. I'll probably, I'm gonna post pictures of these, but they're really nice. Um, I haven't burned Scary Night yet, but I'm currently, um, burning the, uh, the anti-car, and it's, like, really good. Um, it's helped me a lot with my anxiety, and, yeah, um, anyway, that's my, that's a non-sponsored Thing, but I just wanted to mention that. Um, I am uh, super excited to share with you the first case of 2022 that I am covering, and that is the murder of Elise Poller. 
and I will also be talking about a movie that is said to be like um is said to be in or connected to it um the movie is called Jennifer's Body and without further ado let's get into the case Elise Marie Paler was born on April 24th 1980 and died on July 22nd 1995 so 15-year-old Elise Paler's body was discovered near her home in Arroyo Grande, California in March 1996. Now, you may have noticed that um, I said that her death date was actually July 22, 1995. She had been raped and murdered there eight months earlier by her by acquaintances Jacob Delashment. Del Joseph Farella and Royce Casey. The perpetrators apparently returned to the corpse and had sex with it on numerous on several occasions. Um, this is if, if you're if you're new to the true crime community, if you've listened to a lot of them, um, a lot of true crime. Um, this is known as necrophilia. It's unfortunately like pretty common in like really brutal um, like purse personal murders. Um, the body was located after Casey confessed to a crime following a conversion to Christianity. All three eventually ple pleaded no contest to her murder and are now imprisoned and serving 25 years to life. So the trio lured Elise from her house with the stated intention of killing her as part of a satanic ritual, although the crime bears many of the hallmarks to similar sexually committed murders. In their defense, the, d the defendants said they needed to commit a, quote, sacrifice to the devil to give their heavy metal band Hatred the craziness to go professional. So there were also a couple lawsuits connected to this case, not con connected to Jennifer's body, but now what I'm going to, I'm not going to primarily focus on the lawsuits only because I don't know too much about the law, as I've said before. Um in other episodes, but I am going to mention mostly the movie. So, David and Lisa Ann Paler, um, which were, um, which were Elise's, um, parents, claim that the Slayer songs Postmortem and Dead Skin Mask from the albums Rain and Blood and Seasons and Abyss, respect respectfully, gave the three murderers detailed instructions to, quote, stalk, rape, murder, torture, and commit axonectophilia on their daughter. The lawsuit, the lawsuit, the lawsuit was originally fi filed in 1996, but delayed until 2000 when the killer's trial was concluded. The initial case was originally thrown out, the judge stating, quote, there's no legal position that could have taken, could be taken that would make Slayer responsible for the girl's death. Where do you draw a line? You might as well start looking through the library at every single book in the shelf. Un undeterred, the Palers, the, the Palers launched a second lawsuit claiming that Slayer, quote, knownfully, knowingly distributed harmful material to minors. This case, too, was dismissed with Judge E. Jeffrey Burke stating, quote, I do not consider Slayer's music obscene and indecent or harmful to Myers, end quote. Uh, so Jacob Delashman himself stated in, in a Washington Post interview, 
quote, The music is destructive, but that's not why Elise was murdered. She was murdered because Joe, Joe Florella, one of the other murderers, um, was obsessed with her, was obsessed with her and obsessed with killing her. So, a little more of the, um, the, uh, aftermath. So, Royce Casey was denied parole by Governor Gavin Newsom in, in July 2021. And Joseph Ferreira has parole hearing, um, scheduled for July 2022 after voluntarily waiving his right to a hearing after one year. And Jacob Delishman has a hear- parole hearing, which is scheduled for, um, se- December 2024. So, these guys are still in prison. And there's, um, I honestly couldn't find a lot of information, like, behind, um, like, Joe's reasoning. Only, um, only the one that said, like, yeah, like, Joe was, like, obsessed with her and obsessed with killing her. And, like, unfortunately, that's a lot of, like, how a lot of, um, like, younger kids who kill, a lot of them are, like, sexually motivated, especially with, like, this is gonna sound really, really heteronormative and totally, like, binary, but, um, like, boys killing girls, like, especially, like, young girls, like, that's really... A lot of it is going to be sexually motivated. And I know that um, there have been other bands who... That was my crystal falling. That's probably not a good sign. Um, who have been connected to, like, murders and, like, saying, like, Oh, like, you, like, you connected... Like, it's like the... You connected the dots. Like, oh, these guys killed because, like, the... Because they told them to, like, you know... But, um, now we're going to talk about, um, so if you've watched Jennifer's Body, you're probably wondering to yourself, um, hey, hey Tate, how, how does this connect to the Megan Fox movie? Well, I will explain now. So I can't talk about a Megan Fox without mentioning the fact that this woman is fully engaged to Machine Gun Kelly. And like, congratulations to them both but like i was not expecting that um and like i feel like i can't watch jennifer's body without thinking like oh my god she's engaged to machine gun kelly who by the way his name also is connected to a mobster from i think nine from the 1900s so anyway i couldn't Again, I couldn't not talk about Megan's engagement if I'm going to talk about a Megan Fox movie. I mean, I had to. We're also going to talk about the queer baiting in this movie, but that's going to be later on. So, for those who have never watched Jennifer's Body, um, Jennifer's Body is a 20... Wait, nope, not 2029. Uh, Jennifer's Body is a 2009 American comedy horror film... Um, and it stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, um, Johnny Simmons, and Adam Brody. <clears throat> Fox portrays a demonically possessed high school girl who kills her male classmates with her best friends driving to stop, stop her. So, um, Jennifer's character is actually a, um, 
is actually a succubus. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to, so I've decided I am going to talk about the entire plot of this movie because this movie is, like, insane if you watch it. So, Anita Needy Lesinki. Lesinki. Once an insecure and studious teenager living in the small town of Devil's Needle, Minnesota, is now a vi- is now a violent mental inmate who narrates the story as a flashback while in solitary confinement. Since childhood, she has been friends with Jennifer Chuck, a popular cheerleader, despite having nothing in common. One night, Jennifer takes Needy to a local dive bar to attend a concert by indie rock band Low Shoulder. A spontaneous fire engulfs the bar, killing several people. In supposed shock, Jennifer agrees to leave with the band, despite Needy's protests. Later that evening, Jennifer, covered in blood, appears in Needy's kitchen and attempts to eat a rotisserie chicken from the refrigerator. Um, also, side comment, I'm actually having registry chicken for dinner as I'm recording this, which was not planned, but I just think is kind of funny. She immediately vomits a trail of black, spiny fluid. Jennifer advances on Needy and almost bites her neck, but back- backs away and leaves. It is later revealed that Jennifer killed a student named Amet that night. Early that- Early morning at school... Jennifer appears fine and dismisses Needy's concerns, appearing apathetic to the entire event. While the town is devastated by the deaths caused by the fire, um, Jennifer seduces the school's football captain in the woods and disembowels him. Meanwhile, Low Shoulder gains popularity due to their falsely rumored heroism during the fire and, and offered to make a charity appearance at the school's spring formal. One month later, um, Jennifer appears sick and listless. She accepts a date with the school alternative emo, <laughs> Colin. I like that they put um, alterna- alternative and emo in like the same category. Needy and her boyfriend Chip have sex. Needy senses something dreadful has happened. She, pan- she leaves in a panic and almost runs over Jennifer, who is drenched in blood. Um, at home, she again encounters Jennifer and the two kiss. When Needy breaks the kiss and asks Jennifer what is going on, she explains that Low Shoulder had taken her into the woods during the bar fire and offered her as a virgin sacrifice to Satan in exchange for fame and fortune. Um, that may sound similar to the Elise Palmer case. I keep on saying Palmer. Um, Paler case because the boys had originally said that they sacrificed, that they wanted to sacrifice her like as like a ritual thing which was like what happened in the movie although the sacrifice although the sacrifice and genomic exchange was were a success jennifer was not actually a virgin so she became permanently possessed leaving the woods jennifer had encountered an exchange student leaving the scene of the fire and she made him her first victim um Jennifer said she intended to eat Needy as well, but left because she could not bring herself to hurt Needy because of their friendship. Jennifer states that when she eaten, she could sustain virtually any injury without pain, healing instantly.
The following day, Needy goes to the school's library occult section and, is, and determines that Jennifer is a succubus who must feed on flesh and can only be killed when she is weak and hungry. Je- Jenna, um, sorry, no. Needy tells Chip about her discoveries about Jennifer and warns him to not attend the school dance. He does not believe her, so she breaks up with him in order to protect him. Chip decides to attend the dance anyway, but is intercepted by Jennifer, who takes him to an abandoned pool house and um, begins feeding on him. Uh, Needy arrives there and invites Jennifer. Chip impales Jennifer through the stomach with a pool skimmer, but Jennifer removes it and escapes while Chip dies. So, Needy goes to Jennifer's house and home and breaks into her bedroom. She fights Jennifer, and Jennifer bites her neck in the struggle. Needy rips Jennifer's half half of her best friend necklace off of her bed. Jennifer stops fighting back and falls to the bed, where Needy stabs her in a heart with a utility knife, killing her and destroying the demon. Um, Jennifer's mother enters and finds Needy on top of her daughter's body. Soon after, Needy is brought to an asylum. In her asylum room, she manifests some of Jennifer's supernatural powers, such as super strength and the ability to levitate due to a non-fatal bite from Jennifer during the fight between them. Um, between, yeah. She escapes the mental facility, hitchhikes a ride, and tells the driver she is following a band. In, their, in a credit scene, the home video and a series of crime scene photos show, show the members of Low Shoulder were murdered in the hotel in which they were staying. So, this has also apparently been made into a um, graphic novel as well. So, now I'm going to be talking a little bit about, like, the, the queer baiting, because, like, um, sorry, um, because there is a very specific um, scene where, you know, they obviously, like, Jen- um, Jennifer and Needy kiss. Then there's also a scene where, um, so, when Jennifer's being tackled, like, onto the bed and Needy, like, gets on top of her and, like, shows her the utility knife, um, Jennifer says something along the lines of, like, oh, well, work belt, like, you're such a butch, which, like, now, I don't want to get into the anatomy of that term, because it's, it's not really supposed to be used towards, um, like, a certain kind of lesbian. Um, but it's also not confirmed that these women are queer. I mean, like, they kind of... You may be thinking, well, Tate, they kind of are because they kissed in the movie. Fair point. Fair point. Um, so... I personally, honestly, I loved this movie. I didn't even know that it was connected to the Elise Paler case until a friend of mine and I were talking about, um, a friend of mine bought tickets to, um, Morbid's, um, I know I never talked about Morbid around here, on here, but they're amazing. Um, and we were talking about, um, what, what the, um, folks over at Morbid whose names I don't remember um yeah elena and um and ash were talking about um they were if you didn't know if you didn't intend they were talking about um like haunted movie sets so my friend was like oh yeah well did you know that jennifer's body was based on like a real case or that like and i was like excuse me 
huh? Like, no, I did not. Um, but yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. I also would like to say that, um, halfway, I did have to pause to go get, um, registry chicken, actually. Um, and so, during that break, I did actually light the other, um, Scary Night, um, Gonish. It's really good. I kind of feel like I'm in a horror movie sense. Um, if you're wondering, the, um, Gonish, um... The, the, like, black velvet, um, the antique horror, kind of felt like I was in a Victorian house. Like, that kind of mood. But, um, thank you for sticking with me through that small technical difficulty of my mic falling over. So, yeah, um, that, that's what that, like, awkward, like, hold on, you're right back. Like, that was my mic dying, basically. Um... So yeah, I am so happy to be back. Um, I know that this episode came out on a Monday, but they will uh, still be on the. Um, there will still be an episode, be an episode coming out on. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find my okay. Um, coming out on Friday, um, and again, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to contact me, um. My Twitter is at oneiopen.pod, where I don't really post that much. I mostly just follow Law and Order SVU slash OC people, organized crime people. Um, Instagram is at oneiopen.podcast, and my TikTok is oneiopenpod. Um, my email is going to be in the along in along with the uh, sources links. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. And remember to sleep with one eye open.